The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. It is Saturday, May 1st, 2021, and we are live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. Today... We have Justo Aroa, and uh, he is from Aladino Cigars. He's been in the business, but first and foremost, I think Justo and his father, Julio, are in the tobacco business. They are farmers. So that's what we're going to talk to him today about, tobacco grown to be a cigar. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigar by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row, The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you can catch the podcast on demand anytime or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. So you guys will notice that uh, David is uh, absent from the panel today. Uh, and that is because Thursday, April 29th at 12.30 p.m., David's daughter Gianna gave birth to baby James. James is 20 inches long. He is 7 pounds, 8 ounces. Uh, Gianna did have a difficult labor, and James had some struggles. Uh, fortunately, the baby was immediately brought to the NICU and is still being cared for. The baby's making strides, and things are going in the right direction. The parents and grandparents ask for everyone to keep baby James in their prayers. And uh, the... Show must go on, and uh, it's okay to laugh. We're going to just have a good time. I know David's listening, and he probably could use a, uh, a chuckle or two, so hopefully we don't strike out. Husto, welcome. Thank you so much, guys, and, uh, and uh, congratulations to today's family, too. have a new member in the family. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for having me again here at the show. No, it's been great. This is wrapping out uh, three days' worth of events. In addition to that, we also had a special paella night. Not papaya. It's papaya. papaya. I heard papaya. that was papaya. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, there is a, a papaya uh, uh, dessert that you make, uh, you know, but it was. There's also Grace Papaya in New York City, which is the best hot dogs in the world. All right, Barry, put it back in your pants. <laughs> we, uh, I'm missing Dave now. I can get into a food conversation with I him. I know, yeah. Shut down. Um, <laughs> The and uh, Maduro Jonathan shows his face quickly. He does. Well, you know what, Barry? I was thinking maybe it's the chair. You know what? I do feel more angry sitting over here. <laughs> yeah. It's much happier in Husto's spot. Yeah. He got the happy spot, he does. which is nice for a guest. It oh, is. that, yeah. It, it kind of put, just puts a spotlight on you. <laughs> no, no, no pressure. No, no pressure. So I was nervous uh, with the paella night because uh, there was a conversation about your paella pan. And for starters, you had to send that pan up, right? That's your pan. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I shipped that over, but I had to send it over to Edgar. And that's when, when you called me on Monday, you said, hey, is the paella equipment getting up here? I said, hey, don't worry, Edgar's got it. So I Well, my concern was that you said, the, and my paella pan will serve 40 people. And I'm like, we got 50 people coming. 
So what what are we going to do here? And you're like, I got this. We got an extra pan. It's all set. And you did. Well, well, actually, Edgar is the one that really saved the day. And also, uh, you know, you you can put the ingredients together, but if somebody doesn't prepare the ingredients late, and Edgar's wife did a wonderful, marvelous job. Well, you you guys all uh, you guys all pulled your resources. Yeah, uh, I heard people went back for triple servings. It was. there yeah. was no paella left. There was no paella left. It was it, all it, eaten. It was easily for 65, 70 people, and everybody just yeah, it was great. Did, did a good job. <laughs> it was great. Let me ask you a question, because I know uh, you know I had ordered uh, kind of new hats, and, and my wife was complaining that the color was not nice. So I just want to hear if you like that new hat. The, this new hat, I love the color. And we put the hats out and gave people the choice, because uh, my other Aladino hat is maroon. And they had the choice between the maroon and this darker maroon color. Crimson. And uh, everybody's taking the darker color, including me. This is my, my new favorite. So I'll be well, rocking this. So I could tell my wife that I was right. You are. Uh, I don't want to get between the two I, of you and cause any problems, but uh, you were right. I, the, the guys are always know. right. We love the women yeah, who think they're I right, say, but you know, it's the I'm guys not, that are I'm always right. Doing, I'm not doing this for, for, for take, you know. Take it down. <laughs> I love, I love his, his number one, and he's been talking about this for a couple of days, his number one reason for coming on the show, not, not to hump the Aladino cigar. No, it's about, he wants, I wanted to be right. First and foremost, to be right with his wife. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. All right, so we were going to smoke a couple of different cigars today, but we decided to put those in the bank until Dave returns with us. Yep. So today we're pulling a little bit of a wild card, and we're going to be smoking the Aladino Corojo Reserva, which is manufactured in Honduras by JRE Tobacco. The size that we're lighting up is the limited edition 5x44 Corona Number no. 4, and it's a Puro featuring 100% authentic Corojo tobacco. A single set you back 1019. Well, a box of 20 is $179.99, which comes out to $8.99 per cigar. It's a savings of $24 or 12% off the price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. And it's time to cut our cigar, and the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Thanks, Ed Sullivan. I got you covered. I would have done it, but no, it wouldn't have sounded right. right. Do the commercial yeah. read and say excellence after. And now, gonna... before you light that, Husto, I'm going to let everybody uh, behind the curtain here. This is not your favorite blend that you make because of the strength, Right. No, you know, believe it or not, I have gotten a little bit more tolerant because this, I, I, you know, I'm a mild to medium smoker and I like the tons of flavor, mm. but this is sometimes a little bit over the top. And I, just like my dad, he run, you, you, you could chase him down and he'll do, turn his scooter around and just run <laughs> away because it, it's, 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 it's a stronger, you know, Lijero and, you know, with, with, with higher priming. Yeah. So. A lot I of cedar on the I find draw. the Corona has more seeded than the other two sizes and. It might be another size coming out, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Anyway, we're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Drone. Uh, you could call it a single action. You can call it a double action, but you pull down the switch on the side. Two jets will pop up. That's single action. Right or double action. And on the bottom, it has a flip-out bullet cutter that if my fat fingers can open, and it features the patented big-ass tank. It's the Vertigo Drone, which retails for nineteen ninety nine. Uh, Barry, not bad there, Barry. Leprous mm. hand as we aren't smoking this giant thing from the care package. Nope, there's a postcard in the package, and uh, 
I believe that cigar scheduled for the 8th. The window was very short between the 27th and the 1st. So just in case there were any delays in the post office, which has been happening on a somewhat regular basis, uh, the first cigar from the cash package will be next week. Right, because so this, this is time. a five-Saturday month. So. Correct. So we didn't want anybody to be upset. Hey, I didn't get my cigars in time. So we, the first cigar in the cash package is next week. Yeah, a lot of cedar. The cedar comes through on the, the initial light right out of the gate. What I like about, and everybody that listens to the show knows that I'm a huge Corojo Reserve fan. Uh, I lean more toward the Robusto, but when I want to change it up and I still want my Corojo flavor, I'll go down to the number four uh, because it is almost, it's almost as strong as the Robusto. I think the Robusto is the strongest in that line. Well, you're able to add a little bit more Lajero uh, uh, in, in the mix. And remember, the, the, since the smaller, slow-burning, and this has got limited, you know, the ring is way more smaller. Right. So, therefore, you know, you could add some here, but you still need to add a little bit of also a viso. So, so what you're saying burn. is if a cigar is a, a little thinner, all things being equal, you're going to have less Lajero, meaning yes, it has no choice. It's going to be milder. It, it, Yes, and then well, well. Remember, there's two things. Nicotine wise, nicotine wise, yes. Flavor wise, you may still flavor wise, you might still get more intensity because of the wrapper ratio. Yeah. But making a a 44 gauge, you know, you're not going to be able to fit as much lijero in there because uh, you need to mix the lijero with, with that is very slow burning with something else with a viso or a seco to make it. Burn. I know he's watching. So, yeah, Dave, Jonathan, in your face. But the number 44 burns a little bit hotter because it is thinner. Yeah, so correct. That has to add a little bit to the strength because it's burning a little bit correct. hotter. So, smaller can lead to more strength. Yes. More yes. flavor. Thank more, you. More flavor. More, more flavor. No, no, more he flavor. said yes on strength. Okay. Well, um, I'm so, right. You're he wrong. He speaks Spanglish. He's, he's having trouble <laughs> yeah, understanding you know, it. I'm a English hey, in my second language. Jonathan, so. <laughs> in, in Dave's defense, I have this. I'm smart. You're dumb. I'm big. You're little. I'm right. You're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I hate that drop. <laughs> I know you do. So, Justo, your dad is known for his authentic Corojo tobacco. What is it that makes it authentic? And why does it taste so much better than everybody else's, and I'm going to put it in quotes, Corojo? Uh, well, back in the 90s, uh, the Rodriguez family gave us that seed. And uh, that, that was a process that when they were growing in Cuba, they were slowly selecting, uh, you know, from the, the, the other Corojos, which is origi- original called the Piloto, you know, on theirs is a traditional leaf. And uh, they, they were slowly selecting the plants. It's, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a normal variety. Uh, but unfortunately, the, the, the Corojo is a, it's a smaller plant. Like so a, you're like going a, through, when you say selecting the plants, you're going through and selecting the plants that have the properties that you're looking for. Exactly. You so let them go to seed. You let it go to seed. You collect those seeds. Then you go to the next year. You, go, you, know, you leave the, the, the plants that you're looking for in that traits. Uh, uh, you know, physical traits that you're looking in the plant, and you also select those seeds, and you go through that process, and then you're basically are are are, are fine tuning. It's kind of like what you're doing with the breeds of uh, of dogs. You know, you, you look at dogs and you start breeding them to to something that you want, and that's a process that was done way back in Cuba because you know they they had the Cuban Institute of Tobacco, and you know they they, they really did a lot of research, and they were able to do that. And uh, and when he was able to acquire the, the, the brand of Simon Camacho, which actually Simon and, and I would say uh, Padron started at the same, more or less at the same time in, in Miami. And uh, and then I, I think uh, 
there was the opportunity to purchase the, the, the Camacho brand. And, you know, my dad got the Camacho brand and then using the Corojo, you know, took Camacho to the next level. So that made us specialize in, in, in growing Corojo because we wanted to come out with a very Cubanistic cigar using, you know, the old traditional uh, tobacco that was used in Cuba. And that was the real success because as you, you get a flavor intensity on the cigar. That, Are there you know, struggles specifically on Corojo as far as is it susceptible to any diseases? Well, a- absolutely. Actually, back in the late, late 90s, you know, you had the, the blue mold that actually wiped out most of the crops. So that's when you had starting, you know, even the, the Cuban Institute started developing crossbreeds of Habano or, or Criollo and doing the 98s and the 99 uh, breeds that were more resistant to, 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 to the blue mold. They were bigger plants, more yielding. But what also happens, you know, the intensity of the flavor falls. Because on a smaller plant, you're going to, you're essentially, whatever a leaf has, that's the amount of flavor. So if you expand that leaf, you've watered down the flavor. And if you shrink the leaf, you're concentrating well, the flavor not, to a certain degree. Not, not necessarily, because it has to do with, with the traits of the variety. It has to do with the traits that that, that natural plant has. Uh, for example, I mean, uh, it, when, when we're, now that we're growing Cameroon, the Cameroon is, is probably... About maybe a little bigger than the Corojo, but you know, you when you go to their to to their higher primings, they, they, you know, they got really nice kick. So that's something that we're working on in the future. But you know, it just it just depends. How difficult was it to get the seeds into Honduras? Well, there there were two groups of seeds that came. Uh, uh, you know, the, the the original Cuban seed was brought by uh, uh, Tino Orgelin, which was. The head of uh, of the Cuban Tobacco Institute that started pilot programs in Honduras in the sixties. Mm. So we still have that seed, and now we're growing uh, more of that seed, which is probably very similar to Corojo. Uh, probably a little, a little bit of sweeter. So it's 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 it's, it's also an outstanding, very stout tobacco. Uh, but the Corojo, we like I said, we got the seeds from Daniel Rodriguez in the nineties, and we actually. F- you know, we're specialized in that, and that's what gave us that, that, that competitive advantage. And everybody in the industry started following using the, the Corojo name in, into their cigars. But can they say it's authentic Corojo, or does it? Well, I, I know that I, I can't, you know, I'm not going to contradict anybody that says it's, it's Corojo because they might have some of that tobacco, but normally what they're being using is are, are, are the crossbreeds. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to get into, hey, <laughs> yours is not. Yeah, I'm not I, mentioning not, brand names yeah, by yeah, name. Yeah, just. But, but, but like I said, you know, I think, you know, we feel confident of what we do, and I don't want to talk about, you know, what anybody else does sure. because hey, I don't know. Justo, somebody in the chat room, Paul Kraft, says that uh, – the cigars look dark. Does this tobacco age hotter and longer than other tobaccos, like a Maduro sort of a? Well, the higher the priming, the thicker the tobacco it is. Mm-hmm. So the aging process will take a little bit longer. So a thinner leaf that is is a lower priming uh, might be in pilonas less time mm-hmm. than a thicker leaf. It also happens when you also harvest it and you have it in the, drying up in the tobacco, turn, you know, t- getting rid of the chlorophyll and turning the tobacco green. Maybe, you know, the normal process is about 42 to 45 days for the tobacco to dry up and lose the chlorophyll and turn into, into a dark leaf. Uh, you know, thinner leaves will also uh, will, will, will do it in, in less time. Right. 
When did you first start working on the family farm? Well, from the very early beginning, I mean, uh, as a little kid, maybe five, six years old, I was just riding around in the tractors, you know, so I could drive the tractors yeah. and riding horses and all that. But uh, I would say probably, you know, maybe in the summers when I came to high school, I was, you know, uh, didn't know it wasn't much playing around. My dad, and when we had one of the farms, bought a bunch of little Suzuki's. And we used to drive the Suzukas, and we had a lot of trailers. So when they were harvesting and picking the leaves, I was, you know, just doing that. But later, when I became an agronomist, I started working more directly in the farm, you know, programming what we we're going to grow. We were also programming the pest management programs and also, uh, you know, what varieties you're going to be growing and, and, and being more involved in, 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 in the mechanization in, in, in the part of the of the agriculture, not so much in the process, which I'm now starting to get more into the process. I was more into the farming because after the farm over the tobacco, I was the one that actually rotated the crops and I became one of the biggest growers of uh, of sorghum and and, 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 and and basic grains to rotate the crops. So that was actually the biggest uh part of the, that are, that played in the farm. What about your dad? How long has he been at this? Oh, my dad is, I mean, I would say probably since uh, early 60s. I mean, uh, that's his passion. That's what keeps him going. I mean, that's what he really enjoys. And I would say he's probably the professional grower in the industry. And where? what role does Bear Systems play? Well, one of the things that uh, we basically looked at uh my dad is very strict on on you know he keeps everything like 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 if it's a military base i mean uh he was a bayo pigs uh uh volunteer uh for the for the bayo pigs invasion of cuba then he went to the u.s army and i guess that and also went to military high school like where where i went and he was always very disciplined so he likes everything very very orderly and uh, so all the operations that he runs is, are, are strictly organized, extremely clean, and he's a perfectionist when, 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 when it comes to running our, our, our farm. If you go into a farm, it looks like you're going into basically a military base. It's everything nice. is, is clean. Everything is organized. Everything has got, you know, identification numbers. Everything's got backup systems. You know, we just don't have one water pump. We have, you know, three, four water pumps. We don't have one generator. We might have six, seven generators. I mean, we have complete uh, shop at the farm and also at the industrial complex. We have mechanics. We have electricians. We got guys that do, uh, you know, uh, uh, refrigeration. We have uh, uh, carpenters. So we have, you know, it, it is a complete industrial complex. It's great. Yeah. As you got older, was cigar smoking and cigar production and farming tobacco, was that the path that you were looking to go, or was that the last thing on your mind? Well, um, the path that I had was uh, also developing. I, I started developing a water bottling business, and it became extremely big. Uh, and I, I started that with with my wife, and I was always working in the farm. So I'd go to the farm, work on on that, but then the water business took over more of my time. So uh, it was harder for me to continue in in in, in that uh, in that side. And then what happened was, you know, in order to be a successful farmer, you also have to be a very successful uh, cigar manufacturer with a lot of demand. Right. And that's what happened with Camacho. So actually, mm -hmm. Camacho is the one that kept on, 
uh, you know, with the amount of cigars and customers that were manufacturing 70, 75,000, 80,000 cigars a day, your crops were being used for that. Now we're in the process of building this. And, you know, I think uh, my brother Christian is doing a good job. We're also going in that process and our volumes are increasing in, 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 a, in a very important way. And, you know, as it looks, you know, right now we were running the, the farm maybe at 20%, but as of next year, we'll probably be close to 40 or 50% capacity again. Oh, wow. So things are, you know, things are moving in the right direction. It's just a matter of patience because we are, you know, starting brand new brands. And when you say your brother, you're talking about Christian Aroa, yes. CLE Cigars. Yes, yes. Uh, the Aladino factory produces some of the cigars for him? I think uh, he's got his own farm, but I know sometimes when he uh, when he's, he's short on something, I'm sure we, we help him out on, on you know, some skews. Uh, but, you know, he tries to control most of his production. He's got his own rollers, plus he also manufactures with uh, other vendors in, 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 in Nicaragua. So When he sees me smoking the Corojo Reserve, he always says that his father cheats. He, and, should, he shouldn't say he, that because he's always then that, that means he's getting lesser tobacco and that, that doesn't make sense because he's got also the same the same opportunity yeah no this listen this is there is nothing lesser about what's going on with this Corojo reserve number four corona it is it's exceptional the burn is always great the draw is always great and the flavor is always there yeah yeah you know what it's not hitting me that hard I'm super super good so it's, you know but, you mentioned your brother being in and doing some stuff in nicaragua your family's always been honduran based yes Has there been any thoughts to open up a farm in nicaragua you know after being in honduras you know since the 60s you know going into nicaragua right now in nicaragua there are tons of people tons of manufacturers and tons of big corporations that are working in nicaragua and i think there's a huge amount of demand uh, because Nicaragua, you know, back in the 90s, Honduras was the king in, in, in cigar manufacturing. Mm -hmm. uh, we, you know, we, we were the biggest exporter, bigger than the Dominican Republic during the boom. And now the, everything has flipped over in Nicaragua due that the, the government has is, is, is placed a lot of, uh, uh, of, of, has facilitated to become very easy to manufacture there and also there is the advantage of, 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 of a salary, you know, the minimum salary in Honduras, $550, $600 a month. Right. So it's, 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 much, it's much harder. But we're already established. You know, we have an infrastructure that doesn't make sense to start pioneering something else when we still have the opportunity to grow 500, 800,000 pounds a year and, you know, grow the varieties that we're right now perfectioning and keep on doing it for a long time. So you, you mentioned that you're an agronomist. So you went to school for yeah. I went to school farming. Yeah, I went to school for farming, and you know we we learn anything from you know horticulture, you know forestry, animal science, and then I, I finished off in uh, K State. Does was there ever a thought of growing something other than Corojo? Uh, well, uh, there you know we also have also grown Habano all the time. Okay, and then back in the uh, 80s, uh, you know, my dad was the biggest supplier of, of uh, uh, Candela wrapper in the world. And we were doing over 500,000 pounds a year. Jesus. So, uh, I mean, you know, he's been, he's, been, he's, been, he's been around the block. He's, I mean, his passion is about growing tobacco. And, you know, and uh, House in Windsor, we actually were probably the first operations in, 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 in the Americas that had the... The cutting of the wrapper with the, the uh, with the candela wrapper, you had those machines that 
cut it and put it in bovines, you freeze it, and then you were shipping them over here. In Candela, after you grow it, 72 hours later, you're shipping everything out. So it's probably... Yeah, you got to get it. You got to get it going. Yeah, it's the best. To keep it green. It's probably the best crop in the world because you don't have to sit Hmm. with a crop for two years. And uh, that's, you know, one of the boxes we sent is is something that, you know, he started uh, doing a little bit of a Candela. But, you know, I think it's, it's a project that we need to do. And hopefully, you know, if we're able to pick up and start developing a, a candela line hopefully we'll, we'll try to pick up plus everybody's going green now in the, in the u.s <laughs> so that that should be something so you're saying that, this is going to be part of the green new deal that probably <laughs> the, the, the green new deal so maybe we'll have all these guys in the green negro deal smoking green cigars <laughs> so what are the what are the other types of tobacco you've got corojo you have habano yeah you, we also have uh uh Cameroon. Uh, Cameroon. We have Criollo. Uh, and we're working on other... We have tried small little plots of uh, of, uh, of broadleaf, Connecticut broadleaf. We also grown a little bit of Connecticut. Uh, so, But, you know, not not much. But, you know, we need to specialize on, on three or four crops that are the core business. Do you think they'll be able to bring broadleaf out of Connecticut, like, you know, Honduran grown or even Nicaraguan grown? Or do you think the uh, properties of the Connecticut River Valley are too hard to replicate? You know, one of the biggest issues that we have in Broadleaf is, is the black shank. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I have ideas how to solve it. And, and, and I, I'm Nothing, keep- Barry? You just let the black shank go by? You don't, <laughs> you don't pick that one up? No, I left it alone. It. Yeah. All right. But, you alone. know, and one of the things that uh, we were speaking with my dad because we, we, we had a— I heard you know, it's a big problem, but I'm just saying. Yeah, but, but separate from that, if you look at, <laughs> if you look at what, what everybody's doing with the broadleaf, it's mm-hmm. going for an industrial process for right. machine-made cigars right. and blunts. Mm-hmm. Because when you get a 33, 35-inch leaf— when you know you're gonna have a lot of leftovers because when you're doing a cigar, which is whether a robusto or a toro, or unless you're doing you know an 18 inch long cigar, you know you're gonna be wasting a lot of wrapper on on the broadleaf. You can't cut that leaf in yeah, a different we, way yeah, or use we, a dye. No, we could definitely cut it, but you know I think you're gonna have a lot of leftover. I got you. So you know that's what my dad was saying. You know, it's it, broadleaf is great, tastes wonderful. Is I mean he loves broadleaf, but you know. You got to stick to what you know. You know, we buy the Connecticut from from Ecuador because they do a way better job than we do. And then you know, we focus on what gives you the flavor and that. And then we just buy the wrapper and that. Then we have our own Habano wrapper, our own Cameroon wrapper, and we have our Corojo wrapper. So you know, and that's the core business. And no thoughts of trying to pull off uh, a shade. You know, the way that the. the the time of the years that we grow and the way that we do agronomic changes in the, in, in the fields allow us not to do shade tobacco. Gotcha. So, and, and we're very happy with the results. We're getting, you know, great, great, great wrappers without having to use shade. What is the main difference, do you think, between the flavor characteristics of tobacco that's grown in Honduras versus Nicaragua? You know... A lot of people ask that question, but basically we're the same valley. I mean, because it's, it's volcanic soil, right? Yeah, it's they're all volcanic soils, and uh, you know, a lot of people always tell me, "Well, what happens?" You know, now Cameroon grown in Honduras is not the Cameroon grown everywhere. And I said, "Let me let me give you something, just to be very very blunt. If you have a Chihuahua that is born in Mexico and a Chihuahua born in Russia, it's still going to be a Chihuahua. It has to do with the genetics of the seed." So, you know, it's, it's, it's very simple. And, you know, the same thing that happens with, with the seed. You get the seed, there might be some environmental, environmental conditions that allow that, cigar, that tobacco to taste a little bit different. 
but at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the generics of the seed is going to give you a, a pure strain of that variety. And then really, isn't it a matter of getting the soil itself as close to Cameroon, Africa as possible? So you... Well, you, you got to remember, you know, a lot of stuff that, that goes on. I'm going to give you a perfect example. Honduras and Central America became one of the biggest, uh, we were known for, for exporting bananas. Okay. But uh, uh, the Europeans started blocking uh, you know, the, the exports from Latin America into Europe because they want to develop the African uh, nations exporting bananas. So, I mean, they took a lot of the, the, the seeds and, and stuff from the bananas from, from, from Central America. So that's where all the technology was from United Brands and Standard Food Company. And they started growing bananas in Africa because they had blocked the, the Central American uh, the Central American exporters and I'm sure no one complained that and their bananas fosters taste different, different. Than yeah, so that's, that's a thing and then you know you know you grow in uh, coffee in Africa coffee in, 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 in you know in the Middle East and coffee here and you know there there'll be some differences but, but it's really more about how you treat that tobacco pre-industry and how you're going through the fermentation process how long you're aging and it. also the the amount what you do with the soil if you know if the soils are, are right. You know, and Ecuador is, is, is very well known for having beautiful wrappers. But I think probably taste-wise, I think Nicaragua and Honduras will give you a little bit more more body and more flavor into the into the tobacco because of the microclimate. And Ecuador is more like a very misty, very, sure. you know, so it's, the tobacco run, runs beautiful. But I think we give it more robust flavor due to the soil comp- components and the, and the weather. All right, we're going to go to break. Uh, before we do that, what do we have for early thoughts there, Barents, uh, on uh, Aladino Corojo Reserve number four? A lot of cedar, some pepper on the retrohale, and there's a, a very subtle vanilla sweetness, uh, more on the front end than the finish. I know you like the Robusto better, but this is my go-to this is a great. This is a great cigar, and I, I always have a box in my humidor for uh, shorter t- smoke times. Uh, it's The Corojo Reserve is one of the few cigars that, I don't, I don't play the flavor game. I taste Corojo, and it's <laughs> that's what Corojo and cedar. As long as I have those two flavors, I'm rocking and rolling. You know what you're going to get every time with this cigar. The consistency is unbelievable. All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we have lots of lots more tobacco talk for Justo Aroa. What's the next big thing? What does tobacco really cost? Is he going to tell us? We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. 
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean Basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Christian Eiroa from CLE, Asylum, and Eiroa. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back and we're smoking the Aladino Corojo Reserve Corona number four. I don't think that that name's long enough. Uh, we're here with Justo Aroa from JRE Cigars, uh, a.k.a. Aladino Cigars. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, you really are Ron Burgundy because it says AK on the sheet. Most people will go also known as. I read what's on the teleprompter, Barry. <laughs> yes. That's what I do. 
Ron Murphy. You think it's did. easy sitting over here? No, but I think we Dealing nailed the first. I'm going to break my arm patting ourselves on the back. I think we nailed the first half hour. Let's not. It's all downhill let's not from pat here. Anybody, let's <laughs> not pat anybody on anything until we get we're, we're the whole done. show done. Right. <laughs> we're done. Uh, so what's the next big thing for farming tobacco? What's the next big leaf? What's the next seed strain? What's Will Candela make a huge comeback? Will it be something else? <laughs> well, you know, that's, I think one of the things I always try to explain, as, as you know, when we first started in 2016, we just came out with the Corojo. Then the following year, we came out with, with, with the Maduro. Then we came out with the Connecticut. And then last year was a little bit crazy. We came out with the Cameroon, and we also came out with the Vintage. And, you know, there's just so much limited space in, 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 in the humidors that even though we're working on, on some other stuff that we were, were, were at the farm, and now my dad says, hey, well, let's come out with, with Candela. I said, you know, right now I can't. We're coming out with two new sizes on the Vintage. And then I might also, which we're going to smoke the Toro size yeah. in the next hour. And then I'm also going to be starting, you know, coming out with the Gordo and the Connecticut, which I have mm. not, and be and it's a very popular size. And, That's huge. You and, know, Dave would lose his mind between the Candela and one of the other sizes being a Lancero. He'd be like, two losers. Don't even two losers. <laughs> well, Forget about I, it. Don't even you do know. It. The, uh, one of the things <laughs> that I was looking yesterday when we were looking at the stats of you know everybody was buying. I mean, the Cameroon is really up there, and I bet you that's going to change Dave's mind because it's, it's, it's almost tied with, with, with the Reserva, so it's doing really Really? Well. Yes, yes. Wow. Now, so, part, part of that has to be that you don't make all that many Reservas. Yeah, well, yeah, it's true. It's very limited. I know you, you guys are also very limited in the amount of the Reservas that you get, like a limit every other, or, other store around the nation because, you know, we don't have that. When we make the Reservas, actually, you know, the top, four leaves so it's about 16 percent of the plant so we really need to manage the way we we sell the i like that it's limited i like that it's limited because it gets people to do the right thing which is buy by the box and the reason that that cigar is important to buy by the box is that's a cedar box and you keep all the qualities there when i am done those cigars i don't throw the box away because i can put other cigars inside that and add the cedar to it which i i love doing experiments with uh, on that particular box, the different cigars that ha- I've been able to turn into better cigars because of that cedar. Is there a specific cedar strain you're using? No, it's just regular, I mean, Spanish cedar that we, that we use. And, you know, Honduras has got wonderful, great cedar. And, uh, you know, we're, that's, and if you look, most of my cigars have uh, cellophane because I'm, I'm a great believer, like my dad, in, in, in that. But the Reserva deserves a, a cedar non-cellophane box. Oh, it so, needs it. Yeah, Talk to us about boxes. Uh, boxes, <laughs> I think, and I'm sure that almost everybody in the industry and in the manufacturing end are going through the same struggles that we are. Uh, uh, I was talking to some gentlemen yesterday, and you know, in the local news, I was watching the local news here. Two by four was two fifty. Now it's eight bucks. <laughs> right. Uh, and the same thing is happening with with with, with the plywood and cedar. You know, uh, there's limitations. The 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 logistics of getting uh, raw materials, whether they come from Indonesia or where they come from other parts of the world, freight 
is gone from four thousand to maybe eight thousand a mm-hmm. container, and then also the pricing of of of, of, of the of the cedar and and also the pricing of the plywood has skyrocketed at thirty forty percent. Industry wise, we'll, pro- we'll and, probably see an increase due to the cost. I, I mean, it's it's just brutal. At the same time, you also have limitations. I mean, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, Central America and most of Latin America, including most of the uh, European countries, are still struggling with with the vaccine. You know, they're not as lucky as we are that, you know, we have the amount of resources and almost half 50% of the population vaccinated. So there are still constraints on the amount of people that are working in factories. Right. So, you know, production is not at the level that we need to be and, and, and you know, all the costs are rising. So, Do you see that more on the side of rolling? Do you see it more as far as uh, being out in the fields? Is this more in the box factories? I think it's going to be, well, also in the side of the field, remember this year we had a couple of hurricanes that, you know, we had uh, in the greenhouses probably tobacco to plant, you know, 60, 70 acres. And we had to throw everything away because it rained so much that we weren't able to plant. So we had to redo the the greenhouses and now we're in a late crop. Fortunately, this year, you know, the, 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 the pattern of weather has shifted. And right now, we should be in very hot and dry weather in Honduras. But we're little get, getting rain. And so, and look at it now. I mean, last week in Kentucky and Pittsburgh, they were shoveling up snow. snow. Right. So, there's it's, 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 it's a shift in, in, in nature's pattern. And this has helped us to, you know, I still, we still have crops in the field. We're, we're, we're still harvesting. Wish it would have been already done. But we had to start late. Because the the amount of rain that we got during the hurricanes, and we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't work the soils. So let's talk about tobacco costs. What does um, let's say a, a solid wrapper? What what are you looking at as far as well, on a per pound? Wrappers could range depending on the on the variety up from you know from thirty bucks up to sixty bucks per pound per pound. Yeah, and then you, you're looking at uh, binders between twelve and thirteen bucks, and 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 you know fillers now between eight and nine bucks so you know it's 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 it's, it's, it's how, getting to be expensive how many cigars do a pound of wrapper yield approximately more or less uh when you're looking at uh when you're manufacturing a cigar you're probably doing about 35 40 pounds per thousand based on a robusto mm. maybe 50 pounds on a toro so when you when you add and you know maybe just in cost of, of, of tobacco and a cigar, you're probably looking at 60, 70 cents without any labor, without any shipping, without any bands, without right. any, without anything. So cigars are, 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 are it's, it's, it's getting to be, you know, a, a tight business. It's more not, expensive or less expensive to buy Connecticut wrapper. Oh, even if it's grown in, you know, Connecticut, Connecticut wrapper is, 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 is probably right now, since it's the highest sold wrapper in the U S and it's got a high demand. Ecuador has probably cornered the market and with the quality that they have. And the wrapper there is, is pretty expensive. Probably about and 55, 60 bucks, according ooh, to yeah. Even with that, it yeah. doesn't, it's not effective to just try to grow sh- shade in, in Honduras. You're growing Cameroon, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but you know, uh, Honestly, they do it better than we do. So well, you know, just you know, you have to make the shade. In yeah, we have to make the shade. They don't, and, and not only that, you they don't. And then the only thing that you, you do is you buy what you need, and you focus on you know whether you use the larger volume. Because even though uh, the Connecticut wrapper is very important for the amount of cigars that we do, it's still not not not. We only need the wrapper. We don't need filler. We don't need binder. We what we just do is the wrapper. We buy the wrapper from. 
from 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 them and that way we just and we did that in the Camacho days anyway so we just use a small amount even though we buy it's expensive but we use what we need to do to right. which, which is minimum what about labor costs is there a big difference between labor costs in uh, Honduras versus Nicaragua, Dominican Republic? Uh, I believe so. I think, uh, I mean, many years, I mean, a couple of years back, I think I, I sent, uh, I sent uh, Honduras every year goes between five and 6% uh, uh, raises the salary. Not only that, we have uh, uh, 13th and a 14th month of bonus. So in the middle of the year, you get an extra month of salary. And then at the end of the year, you get a, a, a another salary. So like if you were here in the U.S., you know, whatever you make a month, you get a, 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 a thirty. A, 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 a the middle of the year, you get an extra month of salary, and you get another an extra, extra month. And then you also get another extra month there. Plus, the minimum salary in Europe is probably close to five hundred and fifty or six hundred dollars. Man, I wish Dave was here. Yeah, <laughs> a month. Yeah, that's why he's not here today. <laughs> and I bet you he's not going to be listening to this. <laughs> you know, you broke up. I'm sure he shut it off long ago. Yeah. He didn't want to hear this. Uh, so is there a um, one more thing about the uh, the cost of tobacco? Is there a difference between buying a crop that you're going to turn into Maduro or versus Corojo? Is one more expensive than the other? Well, it's not actually when when you look at it uh, when you get Corojo, since you're only getting the higher primings, which are less leaves, smaller leaf, and thicker leaves, it takes more time to age it. it your your yields are less. So at the end of the day, it's going to be more expensive because it takes more time to put in a pilone because it's not going to it's not going to cure as 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 fast as as a thinner as a thinner leaf. Can you make Corojo into Maduro? Oh, absolutely. Because that's really a process. That, that darker, it's not a that, that, specific that, leaf. It, no, you know, everybody in the industry, as long as you get a very dark wrapper, you call it a Maduro. You know, whether it's San Andreas, you, you got some San Andreas that you look that are very light and that you call it natural, but it's a very light brown. And, and, and then you have a Habano that you come into Maduro's because they're dark Maduro, Maduro wrappers. Normally the higher primings become darker and you're able to make Maduro out of, of, of those, out of those leaves. Can we circle back to, uh, the Connecticut cost? You said it was 55 to $60 a pound from Ecuador. In, in retrospect, you know what it was the American Connecticut was in price? Is it getting to a point where it might be cheaper to come back to USA Connecticut? You know, I have not, I am not aware. I don't have the knowledge because I don't buy the tobacco. Right. So I would I would need to go. I don't want to sound back. I'll, I'll come back. How do they, how do they call it? In, 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 circle back. Circle, circle back. back. <laughs> because because they, they left that, they left the, they left the USA to, market. I would because have of to cost. circle back to you. And if they left the USA market because of cost, then Ecuadorians starting to go through the roof. I wonder if we'll see a return to USA Connecticut. It's quite possible. I don't know. Uh, who's still Mr. Anderson is saying circle back. Is this the White House press room? <laughs> yes, that's exactly. That was the point I was trying to make. <laughs> do you farm any other cash crops? Well, we actually do. We actually rotate crops every year. Uh, it's part of our, you know, Bayer program that we, 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 we committed to. Uh, and we self-impose on ourselves. Uh, you know, the tobacco is a solanase, so they're cousins with with the tomato and they're cousins with the potato. Mm. And uh, one of the things you need to do is rotate the crops so that way any bacteria or any fungus that you have, 
you rotate it with a graminea, which either is either milo, sorghum, or corn. So what, what we try to do is rotate that to break the cycle, and, and, and we normally leave well, whatever we planted this year, we'll let it rest for one year, and we'll reuse it, you know, the, uh, you know, alternate years. So if you're growing corn, now you're in the business of selling corn at the Correct. end of that growing and season. Correct, and we also have uh, grain silos. We have combines. We have uh, dryers because, you know, we, we, we need to store it, and then we sell it. And one of the biggest buyers down there is Cargill. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, we write up contracts with them, and, you know, we, 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 we send that. Mm-hmm. And it's also part of the, uh, a cash crop that helps maintain our fixed costs or the, all the personnel that we have. Because that field has got to be It's, it's got to be, be used. used. Plus, you know, it's, 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 very, it's very healthy for the soil to right. rotate. And what, what about labor? Are you finding that it's harder to get rollers? Is that changing over time? Well, you know, from what I've been hearing from other manufacturers since we, we went into kind of like, a, like a, 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 a boom during COVID, uh, we had there were a couple restraints. There were the restraints of the amount of people that you were, that you could have in a building. Uh, you know, also you know wearing the mask and you know having all these uh, restrictions. So a lot of people had to be spaced out. So maybe if you had in a room like the studio, maybe you know uh, sixty pairs of rollers. Now you probably had to go down to forty. You know, knock off thirty percent, give them the space. And if you don't have another facility to have that, now your production went down 30 or 40%. And then, you know, if somebody does get sick, they automatically have to be out for 14 days to see if they could come and return to work. So it's, 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 it's a bit challenging. Any uh, thought of, of having a rotating schedule where maybe you, you extend your day out to 16 hours and you have two shifts? coming in you know what that's that's a very good idea that's something that you know we we probably uh, we need to look at it look into it uh because i think circle back to me on that would you <laughs> i will circle back to you now who does the blending for uh because you have a, a an impressive portfolio you hit all of the major price points and you hit all of the flavor profiles who comes up with the blends well i think uh I got to be honest with you, it's, 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 it's my dad. And and, uh, and we have a, a good set of uh, people in the factory that, that you know, work with our, with our aging of tobacco and the pilones. And, but, but I got I to gotta admit, it's not because it's my father, even though it's going to be a very biased answer. I think he's probably one of the premier blenders in the industry. I mean, I agree. And, uh, and he's got a palate that is, is, is very unique. Because you know he likes medium body, but a lot, but build cigars and, and and blend cigars to give you tons of flavor. Because that's something that somebody can be turned off to initially. You light up, which we're going to smoke the vintage in the next hour. You light up that vintage, and it presents on the palate like this is going to be a strong cigar, and it isn't strong as far as the nicotine goes. It's straight medium, but as far as the flavor goes, man, it's a nine ten. And that's and that's the the magic that he has been able to create. And that's to, the magic of Corojo, I think. Yeah, it's the magic of Corojo, and that combination with, with the Habano wrapper is just it's just brutal. It's fire, and we're very happy with it. Is there ever a time when he says we're going to go in this direction? This is the next blend, and you say no? 
that's not that's not going to play. You know, uh, one of the one of the things that he first started doing, and, and like I said, that's where I take credit in the Connecticut. <laughs> he wanted to do an all Corojo based Connecticut, and I said that I think you know the 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 the, the, the smokers for Connecticut are a little bit milder. So I, I, I tweaked the blend and started putting in more Habano and, you know, with lower primings, and I was able to, to get that. But it still has a, 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 a Corojo in it. So I, I'm able to, to give you a flavorful cigar, creamy cigar, uh, and at the same time, very smooth. So that, that Connecticut is, and Barry is famous for saying, not your grandfather's Connecticut. Mm-hmm. That is a fairly classic Connecticut cigar which a Connecticut smoker is going to enjoy and, and expect what they're getting. But there's also that boost of flavor that you're talking about that adds a little something, and it, that must be the Corojo. It's the As a matter of fact, when we were first uh, were doing the trials, I took a group of uh, probably about 12, 12, two groups, about 20 retailers, a group of 10 and another group of t- uh, 10 during a week. And I had laid out all the, all the Connecticut's out. And... Everybody was just smoking Connecticut. I said, guys, I got the Corojo, I got the Reserva, I got this, but everybody just smoked the Connecticut. And I said, Dad, this is going to be good. Yeah. And now today is 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 you know the Toro Connecticut is part of the our probably our top selling skew. It just it just it's just it's really really good. Why not come out with a sixty ring gauge in that right away? Well. That's something that at the beginning I'm already working on. It. As a okay. matter of fact, uh, hopefully I should have something for the PCA. I had to make uh, new molds, so you'll have the queen size and then you'll have the king size. Ah, mm-hmm. I like that. What about a joker size for Jonathan? <laughs> well, yeah, that's rolling the shape of a question mark. <laughs> so we're going to smoke a couple of new cigars in the next hour, but currently we're smoking the Aladino Corojo Reserve Number Four Corona. Uh, both Jonathan and I had the privilege of smoking a new size that Ed will get to smoke a little bit later. Is this something you want to disclose with that new size? Is? Not a problem. Uh, you could disclose. You could, you could talk, I'd rather you- so uh, we got to smoke this box press torpedo, bellicoso, whichever you want to call Righteous. it. Righteous. <laughs> When's it coming out? What are the details behind it? Well, the idea of that cigar is, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to come out something for Father's Day. It's going to be a 10-box uh, box press figurado. Uh, 54 by six and a quarter and it's, it's very stout uh, i think yeah. you're going to see the difference uh one of the things that's been happening throughout the the process as we had slowly eaten up all the all the inventory that we had before in in, in the tobacco you know we're in our fifth year now and and, and the, the reserva does extremely well now we're getting into crops that are three years uh, so you'll see a an, an improvement in the intensity of the of the Corojo, and uh, you know, in the box press worked out super super nice, and I think it's something different. You know, in a ten box account at sixty nine MSRP, at one hundred sixty dollar, anybody could buy that as a father's gift. Why come out with that when you already have the Toro, and now you just have another skew that's going to start chewing away at your resources. Well, I'm asking selfishly because I don't want the robusto to well, go away. It's not. It, it's mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to have that amount available. Gotcha. It's going to be way, way more limited. So, like you know, like the stores, like you guys get four boxes a month per 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 skew. Uh, on this, you'll probably get three or four boxes, but of ten. So it's it's, it's going to be available. It's never going to make it out to the public. I'm buying them all <laughs> myself. 
<laughs> well, but but that the idea that's that's the concept and and the idea. Hopefully, if if people, if I continue to have that demand, it's 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 going to be one of the regular lines, but it's going to be extremely limited. So maybe uh, coming out a couple times a year. Maybe or a couple available a couple times a year. Maybe available a couple times of the year, or maybe available every month. But you know, two three boxes a month, gotcha. so people would need to order them and you just keep them, or you know, limit the guys in the humid. Or hey, get one or two cigars, or we'll see. We'll see how it works. So got, we, is there plans for the future to expand it to more sizes? Please don't. No, you know what? Uh, I was even. <laughs> don't come out with a Lancero and don't come out with come a out 60 with Lancero. Ring. No, no, no. <laughs> don't do it. No, I think I think you would lose the bigger the gauge you go. I think you'll you'll start losing the properties of uh, of, of of that intensity. And that guy, that guy that smokes that bigger ring gauge is not interested. I don't think, by and large, in a cigar that's that strong. Uh, your brother's brand, Asylum, does so very well with his big ring gauges, but that is a medium cigar at best. And people are smoking that because of the perceived value. There's also a lot of flavor. It's just not a strong cigar. And the times that he's come out with cigars that are bigger ring gauges that are stronger, they I don't know how they do across the United States. You ask Christian and he says everything does great, right? But uh, <laughs> in my store, the thicker ring gauges don't do well when they're stronger. No, so I, I think I think that's probably the biggest gauge I'm going to do. So I'll probably just you know stick to that, and like you you know you'll see it in November again coming out the number four, because the number four has been very successful. We save the smaller leaves that we don't want to you know. There's when we do the Corona leaf, there you know there's a lot of smaller leaves that we're able to use and actually take advantage of them and not waste them using making the, the Coronas. Yeah. So, you know, uh, last year we did like probably a little bit over a thousand boxes. And as we keep on growing and getting more retailers, you know, probably I'm going to, you know, if I may, if I have enough leaf, I'll probably do another 200 boxes this year. And we just sell them out one time of the year and you know, got to wait for the following year to get it. All right. What are our final thoughts here on the Aladino Corojo Reserva Corona number four? It's a finger burner. It doesn't burn overly hot. The cedar remains consistent. Uh, a little bit of nuttiness develops in the final third, and I'm still getting a hint of vanilla sweetness. Yeah, a little vanilla in there. Yeah, as Pam I said, said that at the break, and um, I gotta, I gotta give it to her. As I said in the in the first half hour, this is my preferred size of the line. So I know we have a few boxes left at twoguyscigars.com. If you don't buy them, I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> All right. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to put the spotlight on Honduran-grown Cameroon tobacco as we light up a cigar. No, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we pulled the wild card. I'm Ron Burgundy. Burgundy. We're not doing that. We're going to smoke the Habano Toro. Uh, and Husto is going to tell us the, uh, the brief history of this particular blend and this particular brand. Uh, when we return and uh, we're live here at the Toscano Cigar Soundstage and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. 
The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating. Is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from J.R.E. Tobacco, a family-centered company 
who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop to shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hello and good afternoon. It's Randolph Churchill here. My great-grandfather would have loved the Cigar Authorities show. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have. <laughs> We're back with Justo Aroa from JRE Cigars, also known as, how do you like that, Barron's? Aladino. And we're talking tobacco, but now let's talk new cigars. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, we are smoking for the second cigar, the Aladino Vintage Selection in the Toro size. It's a 6x50 Toro with a Habano wrapper. It's going to retail for just under $9. Uh, when can we expect this on the shelves? Well, this is actually something that's going to be coming out during the PCA I think you guys will be able to be part of the soft launch that will probably be coming out, you know, maybe by the end of the month or something like that. So hopefully you, 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 you'll be able to get Is that on a Honduran time or is that going to be uh, <laughs> Dave Garofalo time? Well, you know, my time is, 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 is pretty British. I coordinate bombing range. You know, when you say at, you know, 901, 901, I'm there. A lot of buzz on the MeWees asking yeah. when this was going to be available. Nice. Yeah. All right, it's time to cut our cigars. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and they actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Give this a little cut here. And we're going to light our cigar with the Vertigo Drone. It's a 1999 lighter. Single action, double action, whatever you want to call it, it's getting some action. You slide down the lever, pops up two flames. On the bottom is a flip-out bullet punch. punch. <laughs> Whoa. And uh, it features the patented big-ass tank. It's the Vertigo Drone for $19.99. Yeah. Hell of a lighter. Hell of a bit there, Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ah, I love it. It's not even close to what I was you're trying gonna, to say. You're gonna owe you're gonna owe Dave a uh, new computer screen because I'm sure he just spit his coffee out. Uh. So the cold drawer in this didn't have as nearly as much cedar as the Corojo mm -hmm. Reserve. What is the thought process behind when you come out with a blend? Do you test the blends with cedar and without cedar as far as that? additional aging really really not i think uh when when you look at this cigar this is going to be very similar to the regular aladino corojo uh and and what you'll be having as a difference is, is the wrapper and that's why you know i always say the wrapper is so much so important it gives you so much flavor differentiation from one cigar to another because when, when i was talking to you about it when you look at our, our, our Maduro or you look at our, our Cameroon or where you look at our regular Corojo our base is Corojo right and and then the wrappers make 
a completely different uh, uh, gives it a different dynamic when 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 you get the taste. Now I took the Rothschild of the vintage and I sat him in a Corojo Reserve box for a year. Okay. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Well, don't don't fix what works. I, I, <laughs> not, not every cigar is meant to yeah, be. Yeah, not, a, not every cigar is meant to to have that because it's probably a, a lighter. A lighter, you know, you're seeing lighter, uh, you know, lower primings on there, and then they probably don't blend well I with the cedar. I shouldn't say terrible because the cigar still burns phenomenal. It still draws phenomenal. Uh, it just wasn't what I was expecting. It, it wasn't what you wanted. Exactly. Because remember, the, the, the other ones are Lijero, so they got more nicotine and they got probably more 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 strength and more 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 of a The cedar plays taste. so much wh- better the with the, works, yeah. the Corolla Reserve. And... This is why I counsel people when they say, oh, I'm, I'm looking for a, a humidor that really has a big cedar aroma. I'm like, that's a big mistake because there's not a lot. Not all, not cigars, all cigars, not all tobacco responds to the cedar. To the cedar. You're absolutely right, especially if they're you know milder, milder blends. Is what, there, what other sizes is this Aladino vintage uh, selection coming out in? Because we smoke two different sizes. So it's yes. the Toro and the, and, and, and the Lancero. Will there be more sizes in the future? Or? For now, I think I'm just going to stick to these two. Mm-hmm. I want to get them going maybe sometime, you know, not this year, but maybe the following year since Gordo is also a Yeah, you need a 60. I need a, I need a 60, but, mm-hmm. you know, I need to first get get these going. And, you know, the, 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 the Rothschild Vintage has done such a phenomenal job, and I just want to have two more sizes so, you know, people could have the opportunity. 20-count boxes? 20-count boxes, okay. yeah. That, and that Lancero, I know we're not big Lancero fans, but this is going to be the Lancero that changes John, uh, Dave's mind because that Lancero was straight fire. That yeah. was good, yeah. yeah. That was quite good. So are there attributes on a plant? Because we're, we're talking about farming today for the most part. You look at a plant, and can you look at the plant and say, okay, there's a certain attribute that I'm looking for that is going to yield better flavor on this plant way before you, you, all your pre-industry stuff, but you're just looking at the plant growing. Can you tell by looking at a crop that this is going to be better than a crop from before? Well, one of the things when you go out in the field and, and, and when you're ready to prime, which is the harvesting of the leaves, one of the things you must do is that the leaves are ripe. What I mean by ripe is like having a green banana and harvesting a green banana, eating a green banana, or getting a banana that is already nice and yellow, and it's going to have that natural sweetness. So leaves also go through a process of ripening. So you have to harvest the leaves when you know they are ready and riped to 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 be able to prime. Is there a certain look you're looking for? Yeah, there's there a the certain corners dip there, or something. No, there is a certain look to it. You'll start seeing a little bit of more corrugation. You'll start seeing a, 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 a little bit of more thickness. You'll see a little bit more uh, grease. And you know, after you do a priming, you may four or five days later, you got to do the next priming because the lower leaves are the first leaves to come out of the plant. Then the the plant sprouts. As it sprouts, the new leaves come out. Little suckers. Yeah. You got to get rid of those, right? Well, we also get rid of the suckers and we also debutton where you take the, the flower and everything out. So you start expanding the leaf and becoming a bigger a bigger leaf and having all those nutrients. Instead of having those nutrients to to reproduce, like that's, that's what everybody does or that's most plants do. They use all their energies to produce seeds so that way they can reproduce. Here, we cut them off 
and all that energy and all that all that nutrition that's what's going to go to produce seeds is now going into the leaves and you get thicker and bigger leaves and more robust and more robust. now is there anything that can be done as far, and we've talked i've heard you talk about rainfall and how important that is to not have too much but is there anything that can be done about too much rain well one of the things that you have to have uh you know can of uh, uh, soils that, that could tolerate that amount of water. And that's one of the greatest things that we have in our farm. We have, you know, a, a, a very good soil. So even though we have a lot of rain, you know, water uh, does not, you know, stand still and, and, and cross, the, and, you know, rots the plant. And we also have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, agric agronomic cultures like channels and everything to drain the water like if you go to florida and you see uh uh you know florida is, is full of canals because we are draining the water so right so those those are the kind of things that you have to do uh, but it takes a lot of investment and a lot of uh, uh infrastructure to to get a farm to to those levels nice all right let's hear uh our first email submission this week well, it's time for the best email of the week, and this week's prize is from Romeo and Julietta, and it features a Romeo and Julietta baseball cap, a Romeo and Juliet ashtray, a branded Romeo and Juliet lighter, and a cigar band bank, which allows you to collect the bands in a nice cylinder. And uh, the first email this week comes from Rob Luckman, and Rob writes with the subject, The Best Day of Our Lives. So my father and I, along with my two buddies, went to New Hampshire to be in the studio audience for The Cigar Authority with Terrence Riley, and it quickly became the best day of our lives. First off, everyone needs to stop busting Mr. J's balls about dancing with men and the LGBT and all that nonsense. Amen. In person, he's a big dude and looks like he can hold his own. <laughs> he holds I can his, take a punch. He I'll holds his own every morning from what I hear. <laughs> we enjoyed the Agonorsa experience with the two cigar tastings and purchased a box of the Rare Leaf. Listening live to the podcast feels like you are one of the crew and adds another dimension to the enjoyment. Dave treated us like family, showing us around the shop in the humidor. We enjoyed a drink with Barry. I don't have a drinking problem. Uh, we talked Bitcoin currency with Ed, and we got to meet Chef Charlie from Buckley Steakhouse and had an amazing meal. And on our four-hour drive home, we implemented our newly acquired knowledge on how to smoke a cigar properly in a car. And it works. It was definitely the best day of our lives and wanted to send a message to other cigar smokers out there to get out, try new things, travel a bit. Have conversations with other cigar smokers, and who knows, you might like it. It's definitely not arduous. I want to thank you all again for the hospitality and knowledge. We truly enjoyed our time with you. It was the best day of our lives. It signed the New York crew, Rob, Sean, Eric, and Bear, and uh, we appreciated having you up here in the studio. Yeah, that was great. So something that I do, Husto, with your cigars is I do a dry box cycle with the Corojo Reserve. So I buy my cigars now that I'm going to smoke this time next year. For two months, I take the box out of the humidor and I let them dry out a bit and then I put them for one month back in the humidor and let them rehydrate. And I do that four times a year, four different cycles. And it, it, it takes that cigar from a cigar that's already great to something that is exceptional. I don't even like to share them because they're so good. I do share them, but I don't like to. They're, they're so, so good. What what does the aging process look like for you at a manufacturing standpoint? 
Well, it, you know, it, right now we're we're at a point that our volume um, um, allows us to have we're really eight cigars. Also, when you go into our factory, we're always manufacturing ahead of time, so we might have maybe two million cigars already aging in our in, in our cabinets. So it allows us for their cigars to not only marry their flavors, yeah. but also age as well. So um, and, and by having uh, older tobacco age, you're not going to get any of that ammonia, which a lot of people con- consider that ammonia as strength, and it's really not strength. It's just a younger leaf right. that's going to give you a, a more of a pinch, and and uh, it might give you a little bit of bitterness. But uh, we definitely do like to roll ahead and at least have six to eight months of, of that tobacco being aged. So that way, when, when the consumer gets it, and the reason I, I, you saw the difference in the box press, because I had those made so I could and shipped to me in a, in a two weeks notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no, I'm yeah. not a rookie in that respect. Yeah. I was able to get past that. That it was yeah. young, and I had yeah. mentioned that to you. But and, and but but that no. cigar is going to be yeah some and, next level. So when in when three months. So all those cigars are already now rolled and box press. So by the time you get in them, you know, sometime in in June, they already have three months. So it's, it's, it'll be a little bit more refined. Uh, with that, but it's still younger tobacco, not as the, what you were doing in the previous reservas, because you know we ran out of the product. So that's that's going to be a, a cigar that should be not only on people's radar, but that's one. It's only a ten count box. You should buy two, one to smoke now and one to smoke this time next year, and you do that process because that's a cedar box as well, is it not? Yeah, that's going to be a cedar box. Yeah. Yeah. So you're Jonathan gonna- Barry and I are good at a process. We like to smoke cigars. Yeah, you guys can do it wrong all you want. That's fine. And we will. I mean, because my process is I go to the humidor and I get a cigar that he has aged for me, and I smoke it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. All right. We're going to uh, take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. (laughs) A former Oklahoma resident is facing felony embezzlement charges for not returning a VHS tape rented in Norman more than two decades ago. Online documents show Karen McBride was a wanted woman for never returning Sabrina the Teenage Witch on VHS back in 1999. McBride first learned about the charges when trying to change her name on her driver's license after getting married in Texas. And McBride said over the last 20 years she had been fired from several jobs but not been given a reason why. Charges were eventually dismissed. However, there was no word if she was fined an extra 50 cents for not being kind and rewind before returning the tape. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. It was a slow news week. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> that's a pretty good news for her. So uh, upcoming shows we have next week, May 8th, we have Kabathi Gaturu coming in. We're going to be, uh, says here, we're going to be smoking plus 90. Yep, big and one. from the care package. All right. Uh, and that's going to be our Coming to America show, where we're going to quiz Kabathi on all things Coming to America. For the record, I'm very against that show. <laughs> I can say it without David here. Uh, it just, I don't know how we're going to turn that into a cigar show, but 
Kabathi, he's, uh, he's a good sport. And I'm hoping he brings some scotch. I understand you had a uh, nice tasting here last night. We did, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I got out of 10. Nah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> so did I. Uh, on May 15th, we've got the report from the TPE. And uh, on May 22nd, how to light, relight, and also the survey results. Uh, that and lots more coming up. And if you haven't filled out the survey, you can go to the cigarauthority.com on the right-hand side. There's a link, TCA 2021 survey. Click that, 20 questions. Shouldn't take you more than five minutes. Do it uh, because I want Barry to have something to do on Monday. So just, if you haven't done the survey yet, fill it out completely and put something oddball for the last question. Give him something to do. Thank Please, you. Please, as a personal favor to me. Yeah, make my life more miserable. Thank you. Um, Ed Sullivan, I'm going to rely on you for the uh, NFT uh, recap info. Well, the singles continue to move well. I believe there are only five available. And the boxes, we still have no takers yet. Okay. And this is on the Atabay Black. Correct. Yeah, the NFT. Over the on <coughs> OpenSea. The proceeds are going to uh, cigar rights well, of the world. Justo, are you farming any digital tobacco to make NFT cigars or no? You're going to jump you, on the uh, NFT bandwagon? You got to explain to us. <laughs> no, we're not doing that right now. That's, <laughs> we'll tell you during the break. Yeah, you can, okay. you can have a conversation with Ed Sullivan on that. Yeah. I just like reaching over and hitting the bell. All right, that ding-ding <laughs> means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS, and VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. That's Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And uh, the question here is... Who would win a fight between 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? I, I this is the best the- you can come up with with Dave away. <laughs> Shut your word hole and answer the question. I thought we would do, you know, who would win in a fight, who's still a Christian? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to you know, that's going to I'm going to say the, uh, duck, the horse-sized duck because with its big-ass flipper things or web feet it'll just squash the other ones i like the odds on a hundred of those little what are they horse-sized no i'm sorry duck-sized duck horses. horses yeah i like the odds on that yeah i think the you've odds. ridden horses before who's tell you think the horses are going to take this absolutely say yeah. i think you're wrong i think it's going to be the duck all the way and i i think you know i hate agreeing with parents but it's uh just reaches down and eats a bunch of horses. Now, this horse-sized duck, can you ride it? I guess. Houston's look right now is priceless. Like, what the hell is this? You should have just said an ostrich. and that, that You can ride an ostrich. <laughs> have you ever done that? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. Are your riding days done? Or? No, you know, I think I'm going to go back. Yeah. I hope my wife doesn't listen. My daughter says, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I love wrong. Jonathan likes to save horses and ride cowboys. Big thank you to all of those who share and like the podcast, especially those who subscribe on YouTube. It helps subscribe. us out a lot. Uh, and it, it, you can subscribe or subscribe. Uh, that's uh, and Since I can't, if one, you could uh, share it on Facebook, that'd be great. One thing Tom Criswell pointed out in the chat room, and I, I kind of agree with him, I, I miss Dave's accent and tripping right. over words and <laughs> something to make fun of, but we can't make fun of right now. Well, you can just go to your standard gay jokes and, and move on. 
So uh, why don't we go through some early thoughts here on the Aladino Vintage Toro. There's more cedar in, in this size versus the Rothschild size. I find it to be a little bit more strength, a little bit more pepper, a little bit more of a full-bodied cigar, and I, I'm enjoying this size uh, versus the Rothschild. And uh, I think you said those were aged, the original release was yeah. aged, what, five to six years? Yeah. And these are these three... Are pro- no, no, no. These are probably six to eight months. Okay, but the tobacco still age. Right, you know, tobacco age four or five years. So it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not, not going to be a big issue. But but the cigar made. You know, it, it tends to to mellow down a little bit. This is going to give you a little bit more 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 intensity of flavor. You definitely notice that there's a yeah. lot going on with good the underlying cigar. sweetness on it. A little bit of honey sweetness. Yeah, and yeah, a little chocolate graham cracker. And that combination of Habano and, and, and Corojo is just, is just marvelous. Do you guys sit around the factory and talk about all the different flavors you're getting from the cigars, or is it just, this is Corojo, this is Habano? No, we do. We do talk about it. And then, you know, we, we actually we sit uh, with, with the supervisors, the guys that work, uh, uh, you know, on the aging and, 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 and the blends. And we'll have a round table and say, what do you think? And what do you think? And depending on, you know, sometimes, you know, you get up in the morning and you don't have a nice palate and your palate is off. So that day you might have, oh, you know, we don't agree with it, but he'll try it. We'll try it later. And I said, you know what? It actually is pretty good. So we like to also drink coffee and, and you know, kind of clean our palates and, sure. and, 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 and try the blends. And But, you know, it's since we're, since we're always blending kind of, you know, uh, middle ground uh, is is, is going to be very consistent and just you know the rappers do uh, we like the rappers to do the magic and that's something i like to preach to to consumers don't write off a cigar based on trying it once something you ate something you drank you might have had a little bit of palate fatigue always give a cigar at least a second or third shot before you make a final decision yeah well, you know, actually, when we were doing those uh, box press, when I came down in the morning at the factory, you know, I lighted up and had no issues. It's just, and you know, not no buzz or anything, and I, and I really enjoyed the intensity. So maybe doing it early in the morning, you're not going to get That's that. That's when I smoke my strongest cigars is first thing. I'll have a Corolla Reserve first thing in the morning when I'm by myself and I can pay attention to it. I'll get my coffee, sit in the chair in the lounge, and wait for the staff to show up once I get the, the store ready to open. Uh, and then as I go throughout the day, my cigars tend to get a little bit milder. I know some people do it the opposite, but I like that little extra kick first thing in the morning. So maybe uh, my, my, my organism works kind of like the years in the, that I could probably take a stronger cigar early yeah. in the morning. is not going to be an issue. Right. I guess you're, you're wide awake and you still got all your senses. And then as you go out and you get tired and maybe you, you get you know a stronger cigar will impact you a little bit worse. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, the Cigar Trade Show begins in just a few days. Does Aladino have anything new to report? Two more letters in the mailbag, some fun and games. We're live at the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's Drew 
www.diplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose. This is Rafael Nodal from Agent Room Cigars and Tabacalera USA. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back smoking the Aladino Vintage Selection Toro with Justo Aroa. Welcome back, everybody. Justo, are you going to the TPE and the PCA? Actually, this year we canceled a little bit late, late uh, early because, you know, there was so much uncertainty. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, we had, uh, you know, a couple good friends you know pass away with 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 the covid 
uh, and my my wife was kind of a little bit nervous, and uh, and I think we probably pulled the trigger a little bit too early, but you know it, it was the right decision at the right time. We just got vaccinated like two weeks ago with our second dose, and uh, I think things are now fastly going back to normal. Uh, if I could take it back, you know, I would probably go, but you know, you know, we made the decision. Hopefully, PCA is on track, and we'll be able to be in PCA, and uh, and you know, so. But uh, but I think you guys are going. So uh, uh, United Cigars is going to go. United and, Cigar will be a TPE, and uh, as I of now, I believe uh, CLA is also yeah. going to be there. So you know, there's there's a lot of guys that are going. Yeah. So I think it's going to be very successful. Yeah. Ed's going to go to uh, PCA. Uh, I'll buy it too, guys. But uh, he's skipping TPE. Yeah, you know all that uncertainty at the beginning made it hard to this late in the game sure. pull it all together. Yeah, so and so that was one of one of those calls you had to make uh, at a particular time, and uh, but we look forward for next year because I think uh, TPE was a very a very satisfying experience for everybody. I think it was it was a good it was a good show. So is there? There's probably going to be um, the thought that maybe there's some uh, revenue lost because you're not going. You're not. Uh, writing those orders. So, is there a plan for your company to be able to make up that revenue? Well, you know, we're, or put that because it's it's expensive to go. So you well, you, you know what? Actually, the TPE really is is, is 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 you get probably your best bang for the value. It, it was a very good show. You know, the amount of limited space that you have. You know, you got pavilions where all these manufacturers have, and you know, people were attending. And but we also made. I had all my reps. Basically, call, call you know all the stores and see, hey, how you guys feel about going to TPE? And you know there was very not so much enthusiasm about reps going because you still, if you go to the Midwest, you know Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, you know they're still in lockdowns, right? And uh, and if you don't have no stores participating, it's it's going to be tough because you know they have been going through some rough times of getting their cigar shops open. And, you know, there's, it's not been like any other, other states, you know, like right. Miniature Texas, which is New Hampshire, you know, uh, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, it's the southern, the, the more southern where you have less winter or, or more normal, but, you know, also a huge cigar smoking populations is up north, which are still struggling right. with all these restrictions. And so uh, that's TPE. Do you plan on going to PCA? Yeah. Yeah. So far, yes. We're pretty excited. Hopefully, uh Scaling uh, the booth down at all? Yeah, well, we did scale the booth down. Uh, we're going to be same in the same area uh, that we have been in the last past years, and, and we look forward to PCA. Hopefully, everything is going to work out fine. They'll allow us to smoke in the, in the trade, trade show floor. You know, it's going to be a rough show if they don't allow us to smoke in the trade show floor. I think they came out the other day yeah. saying they were going to allow smoking on the whole floor yep. for uh, PCA. Yeah, because if you go to a trade show and you can't, people yeah. can't try your cigars. I mean, I mean, it's, yeah. Let it's, me run outside and smoke this real quick. And yeah, then come and back, come and back and an order. It's <laughs> that, that's 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 not going to work. <laughs> now, I ask you this every time you're on the show because I think it would be an unbelievable cigar. But is there has there been any talks about you and your brother coming out with a collaboration cigar? Well, I think that they, you know, this should be no issues to get it to get it. To you say that to me every time. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I but, want this to happen. Well, well, we, we, maybe maybe twenty twenty two is going to be the year. But the thing is, right now, like remember, like Yamastron Corojo Reserve. Boom! Yeah. I just made up the cigar right there, there in go. an eleven eighteen size. Well, one of the things you need to understand 
uh, you know, he's got like six or seven years ahead of us, and we're still in an establishing phase. So a collaboration like that could work really, really well, and I think it's going to give us something. So, you know, that's, 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 that's something that we could do. Is there – do you think that from his perspective it is – it doesn't have the potential to give him the growth that it has to give you because he is a little bit more established. So do you think he's going to have reservations in that respect? You know, I think we both look for everybody to be successful. There shouldn't be an, an issue of, you know, of collaboration. At the, at the end of the day, it's going to be a win-win. We both get exposure. We, you know, we both sell the cigar. So it, it should not, you know, it's, 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 it's a win-win. Behind the scenes, is there a competition going on between the no, two of you? You know, I always tell everybody, you know, I'd really never focus on what anybody else is doing because I got so much moving parts. You know, I have to worry about that I get my cigars, that we get their boxes, that we get, you know, my, my sales guys get the product. You know, we're also working now in, in, in collaborations with other with other with other with other stuff that like like we're doing with two guys and uh there, there's really no time to to think of what, what anybody else is doing i i really don't focus on that because if i had if i was doing that that means you know i was i, I really have nothing to do <laughs> so everybody gets together at christmas how much shot no is actually no no we actually get together pretty often we actually uh my sister is the glue uh, I mean, she is one of the most wonderful ladies. She also reminds me of my grandmother. Her and I kind of look more alike. And and my my wife and my brother in law freak out and says, "Hey, you're 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 Husto and a girl, uh, and, and a man, and, and she's and I'm her and, and a so woman." So you're saying Christian was adopted? I understand. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean that. <laughs> but but anyways, uh, uh, we have been getting together a lot. Very, very often, and and it, and, it, and it's great. Uh, a lot we, of shop talk going on. No, we, you know, we just stick to family issues. Gotcha. And and, and that's the most important because at the end of the day, the, the, you know, cigars is work. <clears throat> and we, when we were family, we try to <clears throat> focus more on the family, how the kids are doing, what the kids are doing, want to be accomplishing, and we're trying to, you know, support them to see how things are and. You know, it's, 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 it's bonding. And I think that's what COVID has brought uh, as a positive thing. People are spending more time with their family and really engaging back with everything that we lost. Everybody's, you know, spread out around the world doing their own thing. And, you know. Because it means something right now if you go through the extra time and effort. And even with social distancing, you know, the, you, you go through that extra effort to get that bonding time. I think it means more now than it ever meant before. And now people have <clears throat> realized that that's the most important thing in life is having family time and friendships, and that's what really matters. At the end of the day, that's the only thing. When you leave in this world, you just want to know that, you know, you know, people die when people don't remember you. Right. So when, when, you, when you leave an impact in people and you're able to establish relationships, friendships, and, and, and impact other human beings, people remember you. Once people forget you, does that mean that you didn't do anything in this world for people to remember you? Now, so Ted Hughes has an important question. Who wins at Domino's? Oh, you know, actually, normally my dad, my my brother and I play in teams, so we're we're pretty good. And sometimes <laughs> when my dad plays against us, he he, he would beat him so much, and he says, oh, I don't want to play anymore, so he leaves. <laughs> but him and my brother and I play you know, we, we, we usually we team up together. We do really well. We're good. 
We got the uh, the after show coming uh, this Wednesday, and uh, Barry is running point on this. What do we got for a topic, Barry? Uh, complaining on social media to force manufacturers to make it right or else. Have consumers <laughs> gone too far? And uh, Husto won't be joining us for the after show, so we can ask him. Do you, you get a, complaints from consumers on social media? You know, uh, one of the things I, I do on social media, you know, once in a while, hey, I got a cigar that is bad. And, you know, I immediately answer. For me, it's one of the most important things as a manufacturer. If you have a complaint, you know, you go after it. You grab the bulls by the horn and you try to figure out what went wrong. You don't want everybody telling you all the time, oh, you did it something right all the time. Because they, they might, you know, these are handmade cigars. Sure. People that are making cigars can, you know, could, 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 you know, do something wrong, whether the band is not well done, the, you know, something or the wrapper is ripped or something. So it's important for us to, to, to hear what, what needs to be improved. So, uh, you know, we're always open to that. You know, fortunately, you know, it, 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 we'll get some very rarely, but, you know, we, we actually take action on it. Yeah, do, you, we, do you notice since COVID is, you know, the lockdown, people are more likely to complain. No, you know what? We've been very lucky. I mean, <clears throat> we're very happy because, and you know, the good good thing about it, you know, most of the guys that are now locked up in, in COVID are also drinking, so you know they're they're having more fun, so they might might not be paying so much attention. <laughs> That's the two things that have gone through the roof with this: is uh, drinking and smoking. Yeah, for sure. All right, I guess it's time for the Don Rafael offer of the day. Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Would you have your memory completely wiped out for $1 million? No. I Good. Mean, Thank me- you for that one word <laughs> answer. I mean, will me- do it for the show today. Memories make us who we are. You know, it, it, all the mistakes we've made and all the successes we've had, we learn from, and it makes us who we are. If you start from a clean slate... It's, for me, it's 52 years of life lost. How long is it going to take me to get back that knowledge? 52 years? <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I'm guessing. You'd be starting at 52 years, <laughs> so you might be able to learn it faster. What about you, Ed Sullivan? Uh, is that tax-free? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to pay the taxes. So if he... If, if, no, so he's an asshole. That's what he is. So if he wants to pay, even as long as he charges taxes, then he'll get it done. No, yeah, no he's not <laughs> doing it either way. That was a distracting question. What about you, uh, Husto? No, I think, honestly, uh, the, the memories we built is, is something that we, we got to treasure. I mean, especially if you got family and good, good times and... and and the learning experience is very important. That that teaches you what 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 a character is. So I I, I would that that's it's not worth it. Jim Collison says he'll do it for a hundred million. He probably should do it for less so you can forget the ridiculous idea of us getting rid of the cowbell. <laughs> that's not what he said, but that's all right. All right. Uh, why don't we get to uh, email number two? Well, today's uh, second email comes from Viking Fog. And uh, he says that he wanted to say thanks to Mr. Jonathan for helping him try to figure out why his cigars are all bitter tasting. He suggested I might be a super taster and suggested a couple weeks off. Dave just lost his mind that you told somebody to stop smoking for a couple weeks. (laughs) I never heard the term super taster before, so I began researching it, and this explains so much. Explains why I hate beer and all alcohol, despite my 25-year periodic attempts to enjoy a beer or even a glass of red wine. 
also explains all those fights with my mom at the supper table as a kid. Uh, now I just have superpowers. I expect my cape and tights to arrive anytime now. I love cigars, or at least I used to, and hopefully a good break will get me back on the saddle soon. I know Jonathan hates long emails too late, and Dave doesn't get poetry, so here's a short limerick that maybe Mr. Jonathan can get through and Dave can enjoy. Jonathan couldn't get through it. That's why I'm reading it. There once was a man from Nashua whose cigar had a three-long Ashua. It fell to the ground. Barry and Ed scowled and frowned. So Dave told him, you guys can all kiss my Ashua. Love the show and all the advice. As soon as I get my taste back, I'll be a Prime Care Package member. Thanks again, Viking Fog. Wow. You you got a lot of love this week because I, I don't know if you know, we got a message from a listener. Well, why don't we add the uh, add that in and we'll have four, uh, all right. four mailbags why don't this we, week. We get to that because I'm sure the th- third email is probably shitting on you and this one will at least... You know, build you up a little bit. All right, build me it's up, Buttercup. our friend Warren Brooks. Oh, yes. Hey, guys. Hope all is well. Just wanted to check in. I wanted to thank, I am calling him Dr. Jonathan, PhD, because when it comes to all things cigar-related, he is officially certified. His recommendation on how to drive in a car while smoking was perfect. I had always done the passenger side window slightly cracked to get that vacuum when I'm by myself. But when I put the missus in the car, it would become an issue. So I used his recommendation. I cracked the driver's side window and that back passenger window, took her for a ride, no complaints. So thank you, Jonathan. Jonathan, I appreciate it. And uh, get back to making some mixes. I miss him. Have a good show, guys. Talk to you soon. I am out. And uh, Warren Brooks will be joining us at the anniversary party. He bought his uh, ticket this morning. Flight in from California. All right. So let's uh, do mailbag number four here, and then we'll get our vote on. And this comes from Jason, and the subject is in Dave's defense. Gentlemen and Bruno, while I would normally jump at the chance to point out Dave's fumbling buffoonery and his failing attempt to just once keep track of what's going on as he hosts the classic three-way, I am classier than that and won't go there. Instead, I would like to submit evidence in Dave's defense for the rules of the classic three-way and why, in this case, Dave's seemingly crazy rules might be justified. So let's step through a quick scenario. If Dave were to ask, when was Penny Black the first self-adhesive stamp issued by Great Britain? Ignoring the fact that Dave won't have a clue whose turn it is, let's start with Barron's. Being over 100 pounds lighter... He'll be light, well, lighter on his feet and come up with 1892 fairly quickly. Mr. Jonathan, of course, heads lower than most are comfortable and knows he got it in the bag with 1835. Ed, having been born about that time, yes, we know Dave is older. It's just not as funny. Ed thinks he got the point with 1845. So what's the answer? 1840. Exactly five years difference between Mr. J and Ed's answer. So now what? Well, I see three choices. One, you can each get a point, thus diluting the value of the point system, which would completely invalidate the need to even have a competition. Or B, you could split it and give half a point each. But I think we can all agree Dave has a hard time tracking the whole numbers. Anything more complicated than that will pretty much kill the segment. 
True. Lastly, you can eliminate the scenario and increase the challenge of the game by not allowing a successful guess to be over the date in question, hence Dave's rule. I hope that provides enough evidence to lay off Dave. He has enough buttons that send him into Maduro Dave and no need to push him when he's actually right. It's insufficient evidence, right? Because if we pick the same date, each person gets a point. So just give each person a point in that case. Blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of hopeful that since Jonathan's running it this week, he'll change the rules on Classic. No, I'm not changing anything. But uh, why don't we get to it? I guess I'll go last since I'm playing the role of Jonathan. It's time. Oh, well, <laughs> we got to pick the... Oh, we do have to pick a winner. Well, I vote for the last guy. It's my vote. I'm going last. I'm playing the role of Mr. Jonathan. All right. Well, I picked the last guy only because he got the name of the cowbell right. Uh I'm going with uh, Warren Brooks because he's coming to the anniversary party. All right. Rusto, you got a vote? I'm going to support the guy with us coming to the anniversary party, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm voting for the first guy, but it doesn't matter at this point. And it looks like Warren Brooks, you won. Awesome. Uh, send Jonathan an email or reach out to me on the MeWees with your address, and we'll get to you uh, your prize pack. All right. All right. Now we can do the classic three-way. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. <laughs> It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. All right. Uh, we're going to have uh, four questions. And, and three tiebreakers? Three tiebreakers. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just drawing a line here. He doesn't have them listed here. Dave did the, the show prep on this for me. Uh, so today is Saturday, May 1st. Uh, we're going closest without going over like we do. And uh, we don't have a pen for Husto, so you'll just have to say it when it's your turn. He seems honest. He's, he's honest. All right, so the Empire State Building in New York officially opens on this day. In what year? Uh, who's going first? Why don't you go first, Husto, since you're our guest? Have right. Well... Empire State Building 1935. 1935. 1923. 23. I had 1920. 20, and that's going to be Barry taking the point. The answer is 1931. Who's doing you were over by four? Oh, he would have won in the other rules, right? Right, yeah, if we had real rules, he would have won, but we don't. President George W. Bush on the aircraft carrier USS Abraham Lincoln off the California a major combat in Iraq is over. What year did that happen? We're going to go Barry next. I'm going first twice. Oh, no, you, never mind. Uh, 1988. 91. 12 years ago, probably, probably 88 or, or 80, 86. 86, and that's going to be 91. Is the closest? It was two thousand three, so that's Ed Sullivan. Yeah. All right. 
I feel like a winner. We were all pretty far off. The movie Citizen Kane, the first feature film directed by Orson Welles, also starring Orson Welles as Charles Foster Kane, premieres in New York in what year? The movie Citizen Kane. And this is going to Ed Sullivan. Ed, you were what? 40 at that time? Yeah, that was 1932. 32, he says. Justo? 33. 33, he's playing the man. 35. 35. Barry's going to take the point on that. It was 1941. Uh, Barry's in the lead, two points. Ed <coughs> Sullivan has one, and Husto Zero. goose egg. And you're sitting in my chair, and I usually have goose egg at this point. So <laughs> you're holding. You're up, in a good spot. You're holding up the second chair. The gangster Al Capone is being sought for questioning over the murder of Mike D. Pike Hitler from a rival gang by detectives in Chicago. A number of other members of his gang. He is later convicted for tax evasion. In what year? This is Al Capone. 43? 43 for Husto. 1918. Wow. Tens of thousands who attended the May Day celebrations that Cuba is a socialist country. He has also stated all Roman Catholic priests would be expelled and all Roman Catholic and private schools would be nationalized. In what year? That would be me or uh, who's though? Uh, I believe we're at Barry now. 68. 1959. And who's I would probably say 1970. And it's going to be 1959. The answer is 1961. So Ed Sullivan gets one point. There you go. Barry Stein is the champion. Husto, perfect score. Absolutely. There we go. Nice job. Just as much as a train wreck with you at the helm as if Dave was here. He <laughs> <laughs> must be the chair. Yeah, it has to be the chair. Can you be. hear everything out of both head pieces? <laughs> yeah, I got, my hearing's perfect, unfortunately. All right, so we are smoking the Aladino Vintage Selection in the Toro size. This is coming out, uh, we hope, uh, the, by the end of this month. Yes. And that's the soft launch. That's and the soft launch, yes. At the uh, PCA. PCA trade show will be officially launched. People will be able to place their orders. Uh, I got to tell you, I am with Barry on this. I like this a little bit better than I like the Rothschild, and the Rothschild is a cigar that's in my regular rotation. Uh, I do. I enjoy the Habano. I, I I like the fact that there is still Corojo in there. You still get that flavor, but it's a nice change of pace yeah. from all Corojo. And uh, I'm enjoying this Toro, but I think the Lancero is going to change everybody's <laughs> mind that Lanceros should be here to stay. Just a great cigar. Um, the Toro, hands down, um, worthy of space in your humidor. For sure. Well, I'm going uh, Rothschild just because I like that size. All right. Doesn't threaten his manhood. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Jonathan, just because we got a couple minutes, I thought I might play this for you. Do I at least call him John? No, he prefers Jonathan. Ah, oh, one of those guys. All right, that's all. <laughs> Next week, have you seen Coming to America with Eddie Murphy? Yes. How about the new Coming to America? No. Our guest is from Kenya, and he came to America... 
the land of milk and honey. He happens to be a cigar smoker, and we're going to talk to him about smoking cigars in Africa and coming to America. <laughs> That's going to be a train wreck. Normally, we would be playing outro music right now, and I'd be, well, see, be okay? doing the, the outro. Was he the gentleman we were having uh, sitting over at the pie at night? The guy from Kenya? There's about 18 guys from Kenya <laughs> that cycle through here okay. for, our, for our events. Um, there you go, Jonathan. There we go. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And chances are you learned something today, which makes you the Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.